and welcome to Not Your Average Girl Talk Podcast. I am your host, Miss Alika, and along with me, I have my wonderful co-host. Coach B. But, um, so I'm going to go ahead and jump right into this and explain a little bit what teen voice is. So a lot of times parents take when teens talk back as disrespect and as them being disrespectful and not listening and things like that. Well, you have to remember that adolescence is a time where the young ladies and young men as well are trying to figure out who they are and how they fit into the world. So when they're pushing back and asking questions, it's not always a disrespectful thing. It's really them trying to understand what either your rules are or why you said what you said to them. So they are allow them to ask questions. And what you realize is you'll end up building a relationship with them to a better place. But I mean, at the same time, you do have to realize where that tone kind of lays, because if their their tone is disrespectful, then that's a simple correction. That's you just saying, hey, I don't like the way you said that. Can you say it a different way or ask me in a different way? I know you and I talked about that word disrespect a lot on one of the previous episodes of our podcast, Coach B. Can you tell me a little bit how you feel on that topic of disrespect, especially when it comes to talking to parents? Because I know both of us have had experiences where we're literally just asking questions, but have been shut down and told that we're being disrespectful. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've noticed that with a lot of teens, especially teen girls, we can be hot-headed. And a lot of the things that we say and how we say it is quote-unquote disrespectful. I would call it aggressive, but I wouldn't call it disrespectful. And I want parents to understand that a lot of teen frustration comes from not being heard or not being understood. So if I'm being abrasive or I'm speaking harshly or I'm speaking, you know, abruptly, it's because I don't feel heard or I don't feel validated in what I'm saying. So by the time it is disrespectful, I want parents to understand that some of that is probably your fault. Because you're not giving them a voice. You're not listening to their feelings. It's your way or no way. This is my house. I brought you in this world. I can take you out of this world. But you're not giving your kids a voice, especially your girls. Imagine you shutting your kids down like that to prove that you're right and they're wrong. So they don't have the words to stick up for themselves. So what do you expect them to do in a situation with a male? In a situation that is uncomfortable for them? They've never been able to stick up for themselves. They've never been able to speak up for themselves. So now they're in a situation that is out of their control and they can't even speak up for themselves because they don't know how to. They've never been taught to. And if they had, it it was appeared as nagging or aggravating or no one caring about what they're saying. So be careful how you approach your teens, especially your girls, because you're taking their voice away from them. And that can, in the end, be a very detrimental thing. Exactly. I support that 100% because that is one of the things that I really wanted to touch on and make sure that it was taken away from this video. One of the things that is so important about giving your teen a voice is that they carry that voice with them. So they learn to speak up for themselves, whether it's in a situation with the male and with everything that we have going on in this country, you see how many teens are speaking out. And that is a product of them being able to speak out, whether it be at home, at school and things like that. 
they've really learned to curate their voice to what matters to them. So this, I'm going to get on my soapbox. Listen to your kids. If they're telling you something, especially if they're telling you something over and over again, it matters. And all they're really wanting is for you to listen. And it's not always to listen to give advice. Sometimes they just need to vent. And if you teach them how to vent to you and not to Facebook, not to Snapchat, not to their fence, not to all this other stuff, you're going to stop so many problems. Because I can't even count how many times I have had girls and parents alike come to me and say, well, such and such was posting on their snap story or their exclusive private story, which I learned with a thing today and (laughs) all this other stuff. Like it is so much better for your relationship for that child. Not even child. Let me call them a teenager because that's what they are to talk to a trusted adult, more specifically a parent because that's who lives with them. than it is to put it on Facebook or something like that, because that ends up getting around to other people causing problems. Cause y'all all know, let's be real. Screenshotting is real. Like let's, because even if they take it down, somebody somewhere screenshot, it takes maybe two and a half seconds to screenshot. them. So it would be so much better for the teenager and you as a parent to help them learn to use their voice in a positive and more effective way. Because certain situations and certain issues and problems young people face, a lot of things could be avoided if we had a trusted adult. It's been several times in several situations where I wish I could bring up certain topics to my parents, but I knew that I couldn't. And at the time, I didn't think I had a trusted adult to have certain conversations with. So a lot of things I went through blindly, (laughs) stupid looking like so many situations I have created in my life because I didn't have that trusted adult I could talk to about anything like of course it was things I could talk to my parents about but it was certain things that I knew that I could not talk to them about um so that's kind of really what my role is now as a life coach for teens is to be that listening ear because sometimes we don't need to talk to you like like Miss Alika said to get your advice sometimes I just need to vent I just need to let you know what's going on or sometimes I do need advice But I'll tell you when I need your advice. Or they will tell you when they need your advice. Um, Unwanted, unsolicited advice really bothers me. (laughs) (laughs) Especially now in my older age, like with coworkers, I'm like, "Mm, nobody asked you that. But I did see something on Facebook This mom said she knows certain conversations can be difficult for teens, so they have a notebook. You can write whatever you want in this notebook, and I don't have you don't have to be present when I read it. And as your mom, I'm gonna give you advice, or I'm gonna say that I hear you and I understand, and we don't ever have to talk about this conversation face to face because honestly. A lot of people don't know how to have conversations without facial expressions because I'm a facial expression person. And that's something with my job I had to learn. When kids are talking to me, some of the things they say are going to be so shocking that you never expected to hear a child say that. And you got to say, you got to say blank face. You can't make any expression because certain expressions 
They will deter from the conversation. They will shut down and they won't talk to you ever again just by your facial expression. So if kids understand that, think about how teens feel. Imagine being a teenager scared to death to sit down and have a conversation with your parents. And the first thing they do is. Right. Or what? And what's crazy is. As a parent, I'm sure a lot of y'all have been there with your parents. And let's not forget how you felt in that moment. Your child deserves better. Somewhere down the line, these things have to be broken. Because me as a parent now, I want my child to be able to come with me with any situation they have. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Because I don't want to get a call that something happened to my child. I don't want to get a call that my child's in trouble when it was something I could have already known about and I can go handle it versus them feeling like nobody understands them or nobody's listening so they do it on their own. So be your child's listening ear. You should be your child's number one fan in number one space. You should be your child's person. Understand that they need their person. So you as a parent should be their number one person, their safe space, their safe haven. That's your role because you don't want your teen girl to go find that in a man or another woman or somebody who's going to lead them down the wrong path. You can give your child suggestions, but understand at the end of the day, it's ultimately their decision. But you should be their listening ear before anyone else because they live under your roof. Most definitely. I am going to circle back to the whole um, writing everything down in a notebook thing. I really do like that because I feel like you're not taking anything away from them with that. You're still empowering them to get out and express what it is that they need to. And if it is an uncomfortable conversation that they don't want to have, you're still respecting that boundary because teens need boundaries. But In your house or out of your house, people deserve boundaries. Exactly. Let's, let's not forget that. So you're still creating that safe space for them. And they feel like as long as they don't hear back what they wrote in that notebook from anybody else, because it was only for you, they feel like that you've still created that safe space for them. And they may grow to be able to have those uncomfortable conversations with you and be able to feel empowered to use their voice for whatever it is that they choose to use it for. Hopefully good things. But I mean, again, if they get in an uncomfortable situation, even if they've just been writing in a notebook for years on top of years, they finally feel like they have the power to speak out against whatever is going on. Parents, but understand that if y'all don't have that bond now, this isn't going to magically work over time. You have to work for this. You have to work for this relationship with your child. You have to be a trusted person. They're not just going to open up day one and write you a synopsis of how they're feeling. This is going to take time. It's going to take effort. Check in with your kids. Ask them how their day is going and listen. Be there to listen. Be there to understand. Don't don't listen to respond. Listen to listen. Because they're not going to, they trust you as a mother figure or a father figure, but they don't trust you with their emotions and their feelings because y'all haven't created that bond. 
this is something that's going to have to be worked on. So it's not magically going to get the results you want after one day. You have to be willing to learn your child. Just because this is something you like doesn't mean they like it. Or if it's something you dislike, it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? So just because how you feel about something doesn't mean that's how your child feels about something. So get to know your child. That's step one before you can create a bond that's not just mother-daughter, mother-son, father You know what I'm saying? You have to create a bond outside of just those titles. Get to know them emotionally. Because this is a really volatile time for them. Their bodies are changing, which y'all, I really used to hate to say that. (laughs) But their bodies are changing. Their emotions are changing. There's so much changing for them especially if they're going either from elementary to middle school or middle school to high school, like their environment is changing. Oh my there God. are so many changes going on inside of them and outside of them that they're becoming a whole different people. They're not the same person that you just had from birth to fifth grade. Like they're trying to figure out how they fit into the world. It's not, it's not going to be easy for them. But at the same time, parents give yourself a little credit because if you come from an environment where there was no, expressing how you feel and stuff like that like you have to be able to make the paradigm shift as well so it's an adjustment period for you too like coach b said just the same as it won't be them spilling their guts to you on the first day like you may not be able to control your facial expressions on the first day because listen some of us still need deliverance you may not (laughs) be able to control like you giving unsolicited unsolicited advice when they first start talking to you because some of y'all get excited that your kids are opening up to you, which I get and I understand. But it is there is a learning curve and it is a learning process. So give yourself some credit. Don't beat yourself up if your kid doesn't want to talk to you because up until now, y'all haven't really had that good relationship. But I am commending you as a parent for recognizing, okay, hey, this hasn't been the best for the both of us, but I am going to take the steps that I need to fix it and try to mend it so that we can be better. Yes, um, because like I said, that, those first few conversations are going to be awkward because your child's going to be like, what are you doing? We don't talk like that. We don't, you know what I'm saying? We don't communicate like that. We don't have that type of relationship. So like, you're being weird, mom. You know what I'm saying? So understand that this is going to take a little bit of time. But eventually, if you work at building that true relationship outside of just mother role and father role, And get to know your child as an individual, not as a unit or not as your child, but as an individual. This eventually will work. This eventually would be groundbreaking for your relationship with your kids and generations after that. Because if you come from a generation where you weren't allowed to express your feelings or your feelings weren't ever validated... You know what that feels like. So why would you want to in turn do that to your child? Because you know how isolating that feels. So give your child a little bit of credit and a little bit of understanding to do more and be better. Because some of your conversations, of course, are going to be uncomfortable. But wouldn't you rather your child come to you with those uncomfortable conversations than their friends who do not know the answer to what they're asking them? And now they're both looking crazy. Are they both in a situation that's not ideal? Be your child's person, please and thank you.
And one thing I do want to say about that, make sure you're not just having surface level conversations with your child. Like I, and I really don't like the word hate, but I hate a surface level conversation. If you're trying to build a relationship with somebody, whether it's with your child or anybody else, you know, you get tired of them. What's your favorite color type? Oh my gosh. What you doing? What's your favorite color? (laughs) Oof. Like. At, don't just ask them how was their day because that's going to give you a good, a fine, or okay. Like, and that's going to be the end of it. You have to ask like open-ended questions where they can really engage in a conversation with you. So one of the, like, for example, instead of asking how was your day, tell me three good things and three bad things that happened in your day today. So that way they really have to reflect on their day. So that way you get a conversation. There's points where you can ask them things. There is an extension and it's not just an okay, fine, or it was I, right, and that's the end of it. Because then you're going to be like, well, I tried to talk to them, but they ain't have nothing to say to me. They had stuff to say. You just didn't really try to talk to them. Right. Or you can ask open-ended questions. Like Miss Alicia said, you can say, well, tell me something that made you smile today. Why did that make you smile? You know what I'm saying? And I saw something else on Facebook. I screenshotted it on purpose because I knew we were doing this. This girl said, so periodically I ask my kids, what do you need? What do I need to know about you that will help me be a better mom? Yes. Have you ever, have anybody ever asked you something like that? <laughs> I mean, this could work for parents, partners, you know what I'm saying? She said her daughter responded to her and said, sometimes I like to be alone. And sometimes you get frustrated and that frustrates me too. How many parents, if your child said to you, I really don't want to be bothered. I want to be alone right now. I guarantee you, half of the parents that I know would take that as disrespectful. Why can't your child want to be alone for a second? Why they can't close their door? What is that? Why? What is that with kids can't close doors in their parents' house? Why is that? We'll never know. (laughs) So ask your kids questions like that so you can understand them more. Maybe they're not being distant. They just need a moment to themselves. They need to process yeah, their own. that moment is going to save you from the disrespect yeah. that you think you're going to get. Yeah, let me pipe down. Let me calm down first before we try to have a conversation. Because if you make me talk right now in this moment, I'm going to be disrespectful. And then you're going to be mad. And it's going to be bigger than it really had to be. Because one, you're not validating my feelings. Two, you're not understanding me. Three, I'm not ready to talk because I need to process what just happened. But you're not allowing me to do that. So now I'm mad and I'm irate. And now and to you I'm being disrespectful. But understand you're disrespecting me as well. It both it works both ways. Say say that again? Because I don't I don't think they heard you. Say that again. Huh? It it works both ways? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. It work it works both ways. Your child might be disrespectful to you at the moment because you're being disrespectful to them and their feelings. Never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, parents, please be mindful that your kids are people too. They're not only your kids, they are people, human beings with feelings, with emotions, um, with emotions that they don't have as much of control over as you do as a grown adult. Yes. So remember yes. that they. Their mind doesn't work like your mind. Your your cognitive level and your understanding is way more advanced than theirs. So they can't 
sometimes they can't even formulate how they feel. Imagine being a teenager. You're scared, you're angry, and you're hurt. You can't voice it. You don't understand it. And you can't even talk to your parents about it. So now you're going to school, you mad. You don't want to do your work. You about to get in trouble. Because <laughs> you're not doing your work. You being disrespectful in class. When in all actuality, if they could have had this conversation with a parent before school or beforehand, you could have de-escalated the situation. They could have been in tune with their feelings. And and it could have kept down a lot of trouble and a lot of riffraff and have their emotions checked. How amazing would it be to be a teenager and know that your feelings are going to be validated and that you're going to be able to sit in your feelings and be okay with sitting sitting in your feelings because you're understood and you're heard. Imagine that type of world. Mm-hmm. But understand, yeah. us as life coaches, we're going to build your kids up. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to validate their feelings. We're going to be their listening ears. So... If you're not ready for that, if you're not ready for that, you might need to get ready because they're going to speak up for themselves when they get finished with me. At least I can say that because they're going to have they're going to have a voice. I mean, of course, we're going to encourage them to speak respectfully, of course, at all times. But understand that as a young woman, a teen girl, it is important to have a voice and a say so. So that is my main goal is to encourage powerful young women and women who aren't afraid to stick up for themselves, women who are not going to take the BS, women who are going to be the best them they can be and be in tune with their feelings because I didn't have that. So I'm going to definitely encourage the next generation to have that. Yes, ma'am. All right, we are going to go ahead and wrap this up. I have enjoyed this conversation. I hope you guys as parents, teen girls, whomever is watching this live has gotten something out of this. Hopefully, we encourage you to let your teen voice their opinions on their lives in particular and you understand how important it is to give them a voice, to let them speak up for you, so to you, so that way they learn to speak up in other situations. I really hope that that is what you got out of this. Coach B, do you have anything else to say to the people before we wrap this up? Yes. Understand, parents, that a question is not disrespect. Yes. Honestly, like, why is it that your child can't ask you a question? Or why is it they can't disagree with what you're saying? Sit sit back and think about that. Are you that power-hungry? That your child can't question something. Because what you're telling them is. Don't ever question me about anything. And they're going to they're gonna get to the point where they don't talk to you at all. So please leave that line of communication open. Even if you hear that question and you don't think it's appropriate. Then speak on it. But please allow your child to ask you a question. It's nothing disrespectful about a question. Just have that listening ear. That's my last, my last hoorah. All right. Tell the people how they can get in contact with you if they want to follow up with you, Coach B. 
So you can hit me up on my personal email. It is BrittanySyphert at gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to probably put it in the comments because I know. Yeah, my, my last name's a little rough. So, yeah, or you can hit us up. Of course, this is not a, this is not this, but you can hit us up on our podcast. If you have any questions that you want to ask us and we can answer it as two life coaches. So, yeah. Or you can hit me up on IG at coach underscore BSY. Hit me up on IG as well. I want to thank you all for sharing this video, for liking it and for just being here with us and I hope you guys enjoy your night.